Hello and welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast with me, your host, Matthew McCario. Welcome along if this is the first episode you've listened to. If it's not, if you're a returning listener, thank you very much. You'll already know this is the podcast where we help you get chemistry confident. Now in this episode, we're going to talk about the molar volume of gases. And this episode is really a follow-on from the previous episode where we talked about moles and molar mass. So if you haven't listened to that, I would recommend you stop and go and listen to episode 15 before you listen to this. If you've done that or you already heard it, then let's carry on. So in that episode, we talked about molar mass and being able to use molar mass to calculate the number of moles of substance or vice versa. We could use the number of moles we had to calculate the mass. And that works just as well with gases, but very often because there's a special situation with gases. There's something called molar volume. And because that exists, very often the questions you'll get related to gases will require you to know and understand how to use the molar volume. Exam questions will more likely be related to volume than they would mass if the question is about a gas or gases. So what is molar volume? It's the specific volume occupied by a gas under particular conditions. And there are two sets of conditions we need to know about. You may have heard of these, they're called standard temperature and pressure, and we use the abbreviation STP. And the other set is room temperature and pressure, and we use the abbreviation RTP. Now, as you would imagine from the names, both sets of conditions were interested in the temperature and the pressure. So let's define those for each set of conditions. For standard temperature and pressure, STP, our temperature is zero Celsius or 273 Kelvin, and the pressure is exactly one atmosphere. For room temperature and pressure, the pressure again is exactly one atmosphere, but we use the temperature of 25 degrees or 298 Kelvin. So if the gas we're considering is being considered under one of those sets of conditions, then one mole of it will have a particular volume. And that volume at STP is 22.4 litres or 22.4 decimetres cubed. At room temperature and pressure, it's 24 decimetres cubed or 24 litres. So what do we do with those volumes? Well, we might be given the volume of a gas at one of those sets of temperatures. And the question may infer that we need to work out how many moles of gas we have present. So, for example, if the question is about a gas at RTP and the volume of the gas is 6 decimetres cubed or 6 litres, then we have a quarter of a mole of gas present because 6 decimetres cubed is a quarter of the molar volume of gas at that temperature. Alternatively, we might be told that we have 1.5 moles of gas at that temperature, in which case we might need to work out the volume and that would just be 1.5 times 24 decimetres cubed, so... 36, of course. It really is that straightforward. How about if we've got a different gas or we're comparing two different gases in the same conditions? Well, the molar volume for gas is the same for any gas. It doesn't matter if it's an elemental gas. It doesn't matter if it's a compound. And it doesn't matter even if you've got a mixture of gases. If you're considering a mixture of gases, then the moles, the number of moles, is just the total number of moles of the various gases present. And that's all there is to it, really. So let's just summarise that. For gases, we can use molar mass, just like we do with liquids and solids. But with gases, we can also use molar volume. 
We're expected to know the molar volume at two different sets of conditions, STP, standard temperature and pressure, and RTP, room temperature and pressure. And we're expected to know the molar volume is 22.4 decimeters cubed at STP, and that it's 24 decimeters cubed at RTP. You're unlikely to get that given to you on your data sheet. You are expected to remember those volumes and conditions. The molar volume refers to a single gas, whether it's an element or a compound, and also to mixtures of gas. All gases at the same conditions will have the same molar volume. What do I mean by that? So if you happen to have a mole of oxygen at RTP, that would have a molar volume of 24 decimeters cubed. One mole of ammonia at the same conditions would also have a volume of 24 decimeters cubed. And if we had a mixture, so we had half a mole of one and half a mole of the other, so they added up to one mole, that would also have a volume of 24 decimeters cubed. You can use it that easy, which is a very handy situation for doing calculations. Of course, there are so many different ways the questions can be asked and worded about this. Many different ways that you'll see the questions if you look at old exam papers. Before we go on, I just wanted to mention about the units of volume. I've mentioned decimeters cubed in the main here, and if you're studying A-level, decimeters cubed is what you will be expected to use. If you're studying Scottish higher, there is no mention of decimeters cubed in the spec I looked at. So litres is what you would use. And if you're studying elsewhere, you'll know whether your teacher is talking in decimeters cubed or litres. It's worth noting that a decimeter cubed and a litre are the same volume, so numerically the number will be exactly the same, but sometimes exam questions are very picky and expect you to use decimeters cubed if you're studying A-level in particular. Studying elsewhere, I would recommend listen to which unit your teacher is using or look at the specification, which should be published on your exam board's website, and search for molar volume and see whether it refers to litres or decimeters cubed. So the, there are lots of different questions that can be asked in exams that are related to molar volume, all sorts of ways of tying it into a question to test your understanding. And usually it won't even use the word molar volume. And that's one of the things I'm helping with in the Chemistry Made Simple program. And if this episode has helped you, you might want to know a little bit more about that. You can find out more by following chemistrymadesimple.net slash program or follow the link in the show notes. So I hope this has been useful to you. If it has, please do share it with someone you think might benefit. Don't forget to subscribe as well. And of course, I love to hear feedback. So I'd really appreciate if you did that in a review. Also, you can give me feedback or ask questions and the best ways to contact me are on Instagram, and you can DM me at Chemistry Made Simple, or you can email me, Matthew at chemistrymadesimple.net. And I do look forward to hearing from you. So that's it for this episode. I'll be back with you with the next episode shortly. Until then, look after yourself and goodbye.